Welcome to the KLOS 50 in Reverse podcast. This is episode 8 as we spotlight the impact KLOS has had on radio, rock and roll, and the Southern California community it has served for over 50 years. I'm your host, Rita Wild, joined again by the wizard co-host, Stu Herrera. Hey! Our special guest for this episode is a voice instantly recognizable to anyone who listened to KLOS in the 80s and 90s, a guy who ruled Morning Drive in Chicago for 15 years at The Drive, and he is also the voice of a franchise that has sold over 70 million copies. Spartan 117, known to the world as the Master Chief of Halo. Everybody, please welcome Steve Downs. Hi, Rita. Oh, Hi, Stu. Oh, my God. God, it's great to be back Oh, here. my God. Just your voice just is so <laughs> synonymous. You know, let, you know, I told you about the kids in Halo. It's like, you know, it's like, you know. They can see the guitars that I've got signed and stuff like that, all the neighborhood kids. But then it's like when they're over playing Xbox and it's like, oh, yeah, I know that Halo guy. You know, it's, it's like this whiplash now effect. Now you got of like, It's like, now. oh, my God, no way. You know that guy? Yeah. yeah. It's, it, it still won't get me a seat at the restaurant, though. Is know? that right? I, I still can't get that table, you know, that, that, okay, that I gotta table ask with this, the view. You this know? question, okay, do you have the outfit? Do you have a real outfit? No, I, I. You know what? When when I uh, when I first started doing it, which was uh, two thousand one, uh, there were two things I said I would because I you know we do a lot of conventions and that's that's why I'm back here in Southern California. But uh, I, I said there's two things I won't do. One is I won't dress up like the character, and I I won't play the game because I'm horrible at it. So, <laughs> back there used to be a thing online that was, that, that, you know, the title of which was Master Chief Sucks at Halo. That was me. You know. If you had to make a concession on one of those two points, though, which would it be? I would wear the, I would wear the outfit because... Before you'd be, play the game. Before I, I played the game one. The, the yeah. very first time I ever made an appearance on behalf of Master Chief was at a, a GameStop in Florida. And the guy wanted me to come down, and I told him. I said, okay, I'd be happy to do it. It was going to be February, and I was in Chicago, and he wanted me to go to Miami. So I'm, okay. <laughs> I'm like, I'm in. <laughs> but I said, I won't dress up as the character, and I won't play the game. And he said, fine. Well, he broke the second rule. And <laughs> un- unbeknownst to me, he was having a contest, the winner uh... of which was going to play me at <laughs> Halo. And I, t- I said, dude, I, I don't, I, I'm horrible at this game. I can't. And he said, don't worry about it. We have a professional guy, professional uh, Halo player, sort of behind the curtain, who will actually be playing your winner. Uh-huh. All you got to do is hold the controller in your hands and hit Act buttons. Act like you're playing. So <laughs> this 11-year-old girl won, won the right to play me at Halo. Even with the pro player behind the curtain, the two of us lasted 15 seconds against this girl. <laughs> And, and she beat us. And I'm telling you, you have never been more humiliated in your life than to have an 11 year old girl look at you like, wow, you're a master chief. Wow. Really impressive. Loser. <laughs> Total loser. Yeah. Well, okay. it is just, it's just so comforting to hear your voice. It's just like that, that favorite pair of jeans, that old, mm. you know comfortable pair of tennis shoes it just it just sounds it sounds better than it did before i don't well, know if that's possible that's true i yeah. mean it really you matured into your voice we did have ourselves a real good time didn't we good mm. god almighty let's talk about some of those types of, some of them <laughs> some of them <laughs> not all yeah. of them yeah not all but of um you got here in uh, southern california radio probably around 78 81 worked at a place called k-west which K-West. was a great radio station i love that started here at the end of 78 at k 106 k-west and uh, and i swear to god i I can remember the first time I went on the air at K-West and gave the legal ID because it had been a lifelong ambition. You know, I was a Midwestern boy from Ohio. 
always wanted to come to L.A. I fell in love with L.A. when I was, you know, 10 years old and we went to Disneyland. And so when I finally got a gig, you know, it was it was K-West. And I remember going on the air for the first time and saying, 106 KWST Los Angeles K-West. And it felt, and I, 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 you know, if if I, I, I'm sure that I, I just, you know, probably paused. up my spine, dude. You know, (laughs) I I probably had a, a, you know, a pregnant pause right after that because I was like, wow. I did it. (laughs) You know, I can still remember. So yeah, I was was at K-West for uh, a couple years and then they changed format to what I think became... Power, Power One Hundred Six. It was. It didn't go right to power. Or magic. Magic. Yeah, it was magic. One Hundred Six. One of those and magic. Did Jay Thomas or, step in yeah. at that point. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so that was that, and then uh, and then that's how uh, you and I hooked up at uh, KZY. KZY, because uh, that's where I got my radio start. KZY mm. in Anaheim, and then uh, all of a sudden, you know. You know, all the LA talent starts coming down, and you, you know, it's like, whoa, you know, Steve Downs. He was on K West before. I think you worked at DVE in Pittsburgh, too. Uh, YDD, WYDD. You know, which like was... all these great call letters. Yeah. Uh, and it was like, oh, wow, Steve Downs, man. You know, so he was, he was already like a star when he walked in, but couldn't have been a nicer guy. You know, it's just like, you know, you, you have these perceptions of people, and that, oh, they're just going to be snob, or they're just going to be so full of themselves. And that was never Steve. And and I can honestly say, just having seen him again for a few minutes, you know, he's the same guy, same person. <laughs> yeah, we had some fun down there. Didn't oh, we? at KZY it was crazy. Yeah. I, I do mean, remember one story. I'm not going to tell the story that you think I'm going to tell, unless you want me to tell it. But the other story is, I want you to tell it. <laughs> I, I had only been working there a short time, and they had they were uh, uh, Dave Foreman, yeah, the late great, was uh, bringing in a celebrity morning i think it was morning show anyway he brought in jerry mathers the beaver oh yeah and so i remember driving down and i got a call from dave or maybe his secretary saying, by the way we're having a jock meeting and jerry mathers is going to be there i'm like oh wow you know i'm gonna meet the beef so i i remember i was late of course getting into the meeting and i got there and everybody was there and i looked around the room and i said Where's the beef? <laughs> Just like that. Well, he was right there. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, he, and I'm, you know, I didn't was like, like the... he didn't look like the beef. Because <laughs> you know, he was like, you know, 40 years older or whatever. But, right? but I'll like, never, I was so humiliated. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God. Yeah, that was an interesting time. I remember I, I co-hosted mornings for about two weeks with Dr. Timothy Leary. Mm, yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. So that was, that was pretty insane. But I mean, talk about pressure being on you. Oh my you God. know, it was, just like you know every word that you said you know it's orange county you know it's Mm. it's the early 80s and i had been at some sort of peace protest or something like that and i got called into the the gm's office saying rita were you at a rally of some sort (laughs) i go why well we got all these pictures here from uh the orange county sheriff's department with you in him wow and it's like wow uh is that a problem I, uh, uh, timothy leary i did i'm just working with the guy you know it's like i mean because here he is i mean he's notorious he had escaped prison yeah. did oh he not God. know who timothy leary i mean he was on the air uh, oh th- it wasn't a secret or anything right that's why it lasted two weeks if that kind of a trial wow. okay. well of course then the other famous one which which i don't think you remember but I remember it clearly was uh, I came was coming into work and Dave called me again at the last minute. I said, by the way, you're going to have 
uh, Tom Hanks in the studio oh, with yeah. you. Cool. Well, Tom Hanks was Tom Who at that point. He had yeah. just, Bosom Buddies Bosom was Buddies. just canceled. So, and he had no gig. He, and, I, and, and my question to Dave was, why? <laughs> why are we having Tom Hanks? <laughs> okay, fine. So, Tom, sure enough, Tom shows up. And we ended up having a really good time. And we're just about ready to wrap up the interview. And here comes Rita with a 12-pack of beer. <laughs> yeah. Boom. Set it. And so we kept going. Yeah. <laughs> and by the end of the night, I still had the interview. By the end of the uh, night, you know, the three of us are completely sloshed. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he was great. Tom was, you I'd know, love to hear that. Yeah, yeah you got to break no, that out. No yeah. recollection of that at all. Yeah. Happy uh, New Year. Wow. <laughs> no wonder I get such a charge out of listening to KZY in those days. Is that <laughs> I lived in Anaheim and Buena Park and stuff. There you guys you go. were right down the street on Ball. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, that was, was my station. KZY kicks ass. I still got KZY kicks stuff. ass. Yeah. That's right. Oh, kicks great. Bad. I, that was yeah, great. I never guessed that there was someone conservative. <laughs> no, <laughs> nothing like that going on. Uh-huh. Timothy Leary yeah. and the, the Beef and yeah. the Tom Hanks. Yeah. <laughs> lines on the table. Yeah. And then you got uh, called to the big leagues again. Well, that and that was an interesting story. So well, I'm doing nights at KZY, and Tommy Hatches calls, and and I have to thank uh, Bob Coburn. Well, two people I have to thank: uh, Lou Shalikas, who was an old oh, friend yeah, of mine from Louie. Pittsburgh, and Lou uh, was was uh, a salesman at KLOS, and he was putting in a good word for me. Anyway, Louie had a party one time, and Bob was there, and I never met Bob. And Bob and I struck up a conversation and got to know each other, and it was really well. And it, I come to find out later, he put in a good word for me with Tommy, and so Tommy called and wanted to know if I wanted to do. I think it was it was fill in overnights. It was a mer- yeah. I mean, this was the lowest gig you could possibly get at a radio station and yeah. still be actually in front of a mic. It was you full know, time w- fill in. I think it was full time when, when yeah. all else failed and they couldn't Ball get studio. anybody else. They called me. Okay. And it was always to do overnights. So I would do 7 to midnight at KZY, get off the air, drive to Culver City, and do 2 to 6 overnights. Had to. I mean... You know, I, I mean, wanted to be on KLOS. They were cool with you being on KZY. They were all, KZY they, was cool with you being on KLOS. Yeah, because I listened to both of them. Yeah. yeah, no, they were cool with it, and then uh, I did that Jeez. for I don't know a few months, and then uh, and then uh, you know finally uh, got a break and got a got a full time gig. But yeah, I was doing doing uh, two two shifts, and you know glad to get the work. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I was thrilled. You know, amazing time to think that KLOS is celebrating its fiftieth mm. anniversary, and uh, you were such a big part of that. Your voice and and everything with it. Uh, what are your memories of KLOS? <laughs> well, <laughs> that you can remember. That I can and remember. Share. <laughs> can repeat. Well, uh, God, I mean, I, I was so. I remember the day I got the job. I remember pulling over at, at a and, and finding a phone booth and calling my wife and saying. I got the job at KLOS. I mean, it was just such a thrill. You know, this was the, you know, this was as high as you were going to get, you know, in a lot of ways. But I mean, it, it was just, you know, that, that <laughs> the was, the, it was the epitome. It was just golden. Yeah. And then to work with the people that, that, uh, you know, I got to work with. And it, it was just such good times and such memorable times and so many great, you know, moments. And the cool thing about it is, and this is what I really dig about. First of all, there's not, you know, there's maybe, one or two, literally one or two radio stations who can say after 50 years, they're not only still here, but they're still more or less doing the same music, you know, and in some cases doing the exact same music. <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, you know, 
what I like about it, and 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 that's why you're you know the 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 fifty years in reverse is so cool, is that the station honors their past. You know, I'm driving up today. I I, I flew into Anaheim, and I'm driving up, and I hear Bob Coburn. On oh, the, the rock line sure, replay. The rock line and replay. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. It sent chills up mm. my spine. It was just, I mean, it was like, wow. It's like we never left. <laughs> you know, It was so awesome. But a station that honors its its past, you know, that's not what radio usually does. And it's pretty no. cool that they do it. Yeah. This week we got the news, uh, uh, I guess we can mention it, that uh, KFOG uh, mm-hmm. is going to be you know, going away yeah. on September 6th, I think. Yeah. And, in, and it's rare. Uh, that at least if there's a silver lining, at least they get a few days to say goodbye yeah. and stuff. Because yeah. radio doesn't usually even get doesn't do, usually do, do that. that. Ten a.m. Right. conference meeting, boom. Yeah, oh, we're you. playing Norteño. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. When you get off the air, by the way, Stu, uh, come down to the office and bring your headphones. Yeah, that that was always a sign that you were out. <laughs> bring your headphones. Now it's key card. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Bring your key card. Bring your key card. Uh, yeah. But you were part of a, a lot of the special things that we did, like the blood drive, yeah. the uh, the veterans bank, all the uh, the. Uh, money that we raised, mm. I don't know, depending on what year you were here for, uh, you know, for veterans, for fire victims, flood victims, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And just the generosity of the audience. Is just Well, uh, yeah, I mean, the blood drive, I remember when, the, you know, when we first started, you know, doing the blood drives, uh, you know, we had people lined up outside the door, you know, at all these locations to come in and get blood. It was amazing, you know, but that's the kind of bond that, that we had with the listeners. It was a special kind of thing. Um, I remember, you know, the first really big event that I remember doing was the Us Festival. Oh, okay. The, oh, the, yeah. the, in fact, it's the anniversary, I think, of the first Us Festival right. this the, weekend. That's right, Labor Day weekend. <clears throat> uh, Labor Day weekend. But we did, I, I was on the air for the second one. And that was, uh, you know, three days of madness and chaos and, and good times and and great music and questionable things that went on the air (laughs) (laughs) that you know only too well, Rita. I'm not going to say anything. Um, That that was great. (laughs) Uh, So many great things. We'll get back to more of the KLOS stuff. But after here, I don't know what happened that you left in 91. I don't know if you left. I got fired. (laughs) fired. (laughs) I can get to that. What What? happened? How'd you get fired? Who fired you? Uh, Ken Anthony. Uh, You know, and it's funny because... You know, Ken, I saw him at BC's memorial. Yeah. So when was that? A couple of years ago? A year and a half. year and a half, half ago. ago. Uh, yeah. And uh, three years ago. Poor Ken. You know, now this was, I, I left in 1991. And this was a couple years ago. Ken is still apologizing. He went on. He went on. And I'm like, Ken. It all worked out. It all, <laughs> you know, worked out. it all worked out fine, you know, and, and, you know, he was like, yeah, but I didn't really do it and this and that and the other thing. But anyway, uh, that, that's what happened. And, uh, I, I treaded water for a couple months and then went down to Florida at a little station called K-Rock, not the K-Rock that we all know here, but, but it, it was in Fort Myers, Florida as a program director, did that for less than a year and then got an offer to come up to Tampa at 95 YNF, YNF, which was a, Ooh, which yeah. a legendary station in the Tampa area, Tampa sure. St. Pete. Did that for a year. They got sold. And um, at that time, I got an offer to do Rockline. So I was doing, I, actually, I was doing Rockline while I was still in Tampa. And then when the Tampa gig went away, KLSX hired me. Oh, okay. 
you know, as they say, for a cup of coffee. Yeah. I always remember because they hired me. My first day on the air was April Fool's. My last day was New Year's Eve. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's how long that gig lasted. Yeah, that's pretty long in radio <clears> terms. Like the, <laughs> next, the next New Year's Eve? That's no, how, no, no, no. Oh. That New Year's Eve. Right, yeah. So, yeah, oh, yeah. So, yeah. I got a gold watch for that. But, uh, but, uh, but I was doing, that's when I was doing Rockline. And, uh, and, you, and know, you were doing Rockline because Bob... Bob, of course, I wasn't privy, to, and I wasn't the guy who replaced Bob. I always said, you know, when you when you replace yeah, a legend, you, you always want to be the guy who replaces the guy who yeah. replaced the legend. Yeah, yeah. And so there was somebody else whose name is escaping. Is it right Bo now. Riles? I think it was Bo Riles. Yes. Yeah. Oh, was it Bo? So Bo came in. He was doing it, and for whatever reason, that didn't work out. And uh, and Jim Villanueva, who is still a good friend of mine, who worked here at KLOS, you know, with you and and in the research department, uh, uh, among other things, he was producer for Rockline and he called and said you know, and I was like I'm rock, are you kidding yeah, doing Rockline yeah. nope. and uh, and you know so I did that for you know a couple three years and it was we had a blast it was yeah. great it was a lot of fun but I always used to say and I told Bob's wife this at the memorial um, and, and I'm not kidding uh, I would always in, in, in situations in Rockline when it was it, it, you know what do I do now I would literally say to myself what would Bob do? <laughs> it was either that or what would Jesus do? Right. <laughs> Somehow that, Bob made more sense. Bob made more sense. Hell yeah. <laughs> because he was so great at that oh. show. He was just so, you know, I mean, you, you just wanted to, if you could somehow be in the same ballpark with him, you were doing a good job. And uh, yeah, that, that, that was some yeah. great time. And I'm so glad that he got ownership of that again. And Indeed. then came back here to, to KLOS to where we yeah. are running, you know, That's the right. uh, Rock Lane replays, mm-hmm. you know, with the music and and so you can hear his voice, and absolutely. Just, you know, it ties it all together, which is absolutely beautiful. Uh, then the next big step was WDRV in Chicago. People in the yep. Midwest obviously know the station, but for people that don't, Chicago's the number three market in the country. DVR, DVR, the drive. Uh, you were morning, morning man. I did for mornings. That. Yeah, when I went, so I came back. So I got fired at KLSX, and then I went up to Santa Barbara at K Tide for oh, a while, wow. which was a okay. fun little gig. I mean, first of all, it's Santa Barbara. So yeah. how bad could it be? <laughs> So I was in Santa Barbara for, I don't know, a year or so, and then got an offer to go to uh, The Loop in Chicago, which was, you know, sort of the Chicago version of KLOS, a legendary rock station. I was at The Loop for a couple of years, and then they bought what became The Drive, which is a classic rock station. And I did mornings there for 14 years. And, uh, you know... The Drive was kind of like the sound... Yeah, yeah. In Los Angeles. They, well, they were owned by the same yeah. company for a while. They were owned yeah. by Bonneville. Bonneville? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bonneville. Uh, and yeah. did Cumulus wind up with that? Uh, Is it Drive at ninety four? Who owns? Oh no, no. There's another. There's another. Another uh, classic rocker there. Uh, they they are still classic rock. And uh, what, uh, what are the call letters? I mean, the numbers. Um, <laughs> Come on, <laughs> ask call letters. We need information, Steve. <laughs> I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I swear. Where, 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 where were you? Ninety seven one FM. The drive. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, <laughs> I was close. <laughs> and that's important. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's important. Oh yeah, the radio. It's like call letters. Yeah. Don't forget dial position in the old days. Doesn't mm. matter now. Mm. Uh, yeah. Speaking of that, I have to tell another quick story. Speaking of call letters. Uh, I, first of all, I've enjoyed these podcasts so much. Uh, they, you know, uh, uh, the last one, of course, with Chuck and, and Frazier was great. And the Mark and Brian thing yeah. was outstanding. Yeah. Tommy Hadges was fantastic. Uh, but I, when Mark and Brian first started, I, I remember we were all very supportive. Remember, we were yeah. all just so, so glad to have them and so supportive that they were here and wanted them to do very well. And they got started, you know, on a great foot. 
But I remember I, I used to listen to them in the morning and they would never say the call letters. Never. Oh, yeah. They would go the entire show. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. They would go the entire show and yep. never say KLOS. Once. And remember, we had a blackboard in the studio. We would mm-hmm. write little notes to each other. And, and, and when Mark and Brian came, we would write words of encouragement. And I had the balls <laughs> to write on the blackboard, why don't you guys say the call letters? Well, you know, was not my place. I was the night guy. I wasn't the program director. I'm telling Mark and Brian how to do their show. So I, I, anyway, I, you know, but the, the, the PD at the time, you know, read me a new one. That night, <clears throat> I went to the studios, I don't remember if it was Fox or whatever, to do a voiceover for Married with Children. And I lied to the program director about why I couldn't be on the air that day. I just said, I'm sick, I can't, you know. Well, really, I had a gig. <laughs> it, was, it was to do, oh, it wow. was to do it, you know, I was gonna be the TV announcer on one of the Mar- Married with Children episodes, off camera. And wouldn't you know it, that night, in comes Mark and Brian with they had some contest on the air, oh and my God. the winner yeah you know, they cut they come down and be on the set and be in the studio audience for Married with Children. Oh. This had just happened with me like you know making complete idiot uh-huh. out of myself, <laughs> <laughs> and they couldn't have been cooler. I remember, and I'm like, guys, first of all, I'm so sorry about that thing on the blackboard. Second of all, don't tell the boss I was here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the boss found out. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great stuff. Mm. So uh, you've had like a lot of great voiceover work and stuff, but um, these days, I mean, it's like, you know, it, it's like I can't go anywhere without, you know, you know, I, I know the voice of Halo. <laughs> Don't talk to me. Yeah. You know, it's like I know the voice of Halo. I mean, how did mm. that come about? Because that is well, like uh, from Xbox. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. uh, that was too- a superhero. He's, he's, I'm the voice of Master Chief, who is the main protagonist in Halo, which the first game came out in 2001, and uh, the company that created the game at the time was based in Chicago. And it's, this is the only time I ever got a voiceover gig because I was on the radio. You, you would think mm-hmm. that, that doing voiceover, that radio would be a compliment to that. My experience has been the opposite. It, yeah. you, know, it, you know, if I had a nickel for every time I got an audition and the guy and the, uh, and the, and the specs were FM DJ, yeah. never once booked that gig. <laughs> it's like, dude, I am an FM DJ. <laughs> right. That's what I am. Yep. Never booked that gig. Uh, it just, but, but it, you know, for whatever reason, it just, it, they, the, the two never seemed, for me, never seemed to complement each other, except for Halo, because the guy who booked the talent used to listen to me on what was in the loop and called me in to say, would you like to read, you know, do this character? And I did an audition for it. He just said, read it, go, boom, off we went. He had an idea that you could act. Yeah, where did he get that from? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where he got well, that idea. I mean, he, he paid off. It did pay off. It yeah. t- well, it paid off beyond anybody's wildest expectations because, the, you know, here we are and, you know, 18, 19 years later, and the thing is still going. In fact, we're working on a new game right now, and uh, it'll be out next year. And What is it for 2020? It'll be, uh, uh, it's, it? it's called Halo Infinite. It'll be the sixth of the numbered franchises. Ooh. So it'll be the sixth game, and uh, it'll come out at the end of next year. So, yeah, it's going to oh, be nice. pretty cool. So, yeah, I mean, this has just turned into this, this you know, you know, it's like I told somebody earlier, I said, I finally found a gig that was easier than radio. <laughs> 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 it's pretty, uh, it's a sweet gig. It's fun to do. 
Uh, it, yeah, it's a gas. But when you did the voiceover for that, when they asked you, you didn't really know what it was for. I didn't know. Well, I knew, you know, they told me what. Super Mario Brothers, like that. Yeah, it was like Super <laughs> You thought he'd be going waka, 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 yeah, waka, yeah. waka, they, waka. They said it was for Pong, you know, which <laughs> was about the beginning and the end of my my video game experience. But no, I didn't. Uh, they, they gave me a rough idea of what the thing was all about uh, and who the character was. But, uh, you know, I had didn't even have a visual rendering of, of who the guy was. Uh, but he said the, the, the direction I got was, he said he's kind of like Clint Eastwood when Clint Eastwood did the spaghetti westerns you know he said you know he didn't say much but when he did somebody usually died so <laughs> go <laughs> go and so that that was sort of my inspiration for for you know developing the character for master chief and that's that's sort of where it went so now they have all these big huge conventions kind of right. like their own version of comic con yeah you know and and it's like all these people come from <laughs> around the world uh, it's going to be well, you'll hear this after it's already passed, right. but this is uh, in Anaheim, and it's basically, I think, sold out. Uh, I think it's basically, yeah. Uh, this will be our biggest one so far down at the Anaheim Convention Center. And uh, What yeah, goes on? What? It's just all things yeah. Halo. It's just where people, uh, you know, gather who are... I mean, that, and that's really what the Comic-Cons are. They're, they're really a, a, a really cool thing because it's where people who dig this stuff can go and share their experience yeah. and you know I've been to dozens and dozens of them all over the world and I can tell you I've never seen anybody you know who gets out of hand who's mm. you know there's never been any problem I mean there's you know I'm sure stuff happens but it's just it's really just a great group of people who like sharing their ex- their experience in whatever it is and in this particular instance it's Halo and hey and this is one of the first times where they've done a convention that is one game specific. Um, I'm going to say, I'm not aware of other games that have their own conventions. This, Usually, yeah, I mean, this you can yeah. be a big man on campus at Comic-Con, but you're still right. at Comic-Con. You're still at Comic-Con, but there's a whole lot of other yeah, stuff going on. But, uh, but Yeah, but this is one uh, where it's strictly Halo, and uh, you know, so there's all, the, the, the you know, the universe is there. It's sort of like a traveling road show of what the game is, and, you know, it's pretty cool, and we meet a lot of people. And you do a lot of panels. Uh, and do, stuff we like do that. panels, and, you know, mostly it's, you know, signing a lot of autographs and yeah. stuff, and you know, have, cool. have they ever had one where it's like you know do your impression of yeah, Master Chief? Must tell you yeah, must Yeah, go into character. Yeah. Well, it, you know, you always like. Would you do my voicemail greeting? <laughs> I guess yeah, it's a great idea. I guess it's my phone. I'll, I'll do your voice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of that, but it's you know, it, yeah, it, it it really is a lot of fun. It's fun to do. That's yeah. great. That's remarkable. Yeah. Well. Uh, and let's talk about get the lead out quickly. You ah, did that. Oh yeah, Some that, of the, that was fun. That was fun. So yeah, was that? I think that was Tommy's idea. I think it was Tommy's idea. Oh, okay. Tommy Hedges. Uh, he had some great ideas. They well, he did have some great ideas. He had some nice Hiring you was one you. of them. By the way, I, I that's a, another thing that I will personally take credit for, and uh, probably overly de- deservedly so. But I remember going into Tommy's office one day and he mentioned your name that you were you know making some noises up here about looking for a gig and I remember telling Tommy you would be crazy not to hire wow, this woman I remember yeah. I, I, and because you I thought the world of you That's on and off the air I mean you were just you know I said you, you, you'd be nuts on a date she would fit right in here she'd be perfect and here you are and here I am yeah but wow. what were we Thank talking you. about? I don't know. Oh, get the lead yeah, out. Get all the lead out. <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, get the lead out. Well, yeah, Tommy said, you know, we're going to do a show. I think it was at 8 o'clock. 
and uh, you're going to play, you know, Led Zeppelin for 15, 20 minutes. Go. Okay. You know? And uh, so we came up with it. But I could play anything I wanted to. There was zero format as long as it was Led Zeppelin. Live, bootlegs, whatever. And, you know, that concept caught on and stations all over the country, you know, began doing it. uh, You know, but I think... KLOS may have been the first, if not the first, one of the first to do it, and um, uh, it, it, it was a blast because I could play anything I wanted to. Yeah, and and that's like all the live recordings that people had, you know, the well, studio board <clears throat> recordings. Yeah, and, and and that was before that stuff. Now that yeah. stuff is kind of, is pretty available. Yeah. Back then, people would send me that stuff. Hey, uh-huh. why don't you play this? So I mean, it was real, you got honest stuff to God, out of, like gold mine. Exactly, it was real, honest to God, bootleg wow. stuff. Wow. And uh, yeah, we had a blast doing that. Perfect totally. natural fit. Yeah, you it know, was, it just strikes me that like, you know, I didn't, I, I remember you. Well, I thought I remembered you from KLOS mainly, and uh, I suppose maybe that's true. But like, I had, like, you know, looking at your resume and hearing these stories, K West. KZY, yeah. KLSX, KLOS, yeah. like, God, like the both of you have been at all the stations that I listened to, like my all of my adolescence and growing up, like wow. you're just always there. And, yeah. yeah, we're always there. Omniscient, <laughs> omnipresent. <clears throat> yeah, we had yeah, but the, the, although KLOS was the that that was the biggie. Yeah, we had some yeah. great great times here. Yeah. Some great great people that we worked with. Mm. Uh, Bob Coburn among them. Uh, you know, Mark and Brian Frazier, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michael Benner. Michael Benner, great yeah, guy. Yeah. Uh, Shauna. And then, yeah, well, I was just thinking, you know, the ones we've Stevie lost. Stevie Dog Downs. You That's know, Shauna and uh, and uh, Al Ramirez mm-hmm. and BC, of course. And, you know, just, uh, wow. I mean, yeah. those were special times. I mean, I feel privileged to uh, to have been, you know, had, had a minute in that. That, that, was, that was so cool. Well, I'm so happy for you and so happy that things worked out and you know you're doing okay for yourself <laughs> doing okay doing okay and by the way i hope i don't know how much longer this this 50 years in reverse podcast is going to go I, I don't know what your timeline is but i hope and Stu, i'm going to put this on you that oh. you got to have one show where you rita are the guest because i, hey. I know you do i know i know yeah. she hates that you know and if i have to come back here god damn it all right sure <laughs> make this happen i will threaten me with a good time because because you have uh, you know your history with this radio station is so intricate and complex and you, you know the you know you you ran this joint for a long time and uh, yeah. it, it ran me into the ground. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it ran me to therapy. You were, you, you were my program director for I don't know how many years. Oh, it was those God. Were, it yeah. to I never want to be a program director. I hear I that. Never want to. I but hear uh, that. thank you. That's high but you did it. But, but yeah, I think it would be uh, somebody needs to interview Rita and 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 pry the stories out of you. That's somehow. a great but, suggestion. Because uh, okay. uh, you, you know you you were a, such a vital part of this place. Well, and, uh, thank you, man. Yeah. Your imprint is here. Uh, yeah, sure. Rita. Appreciate you so much um, for being here, for being the person that you are, being the person that you always have been. Thank you. I well. appreciate that. And good luck uh, on your move down to uh, Florida. Going down, yeah. I'm going to God's waiting room. <laughs> <laughs> it's that time, man. I, I don't, I, yeah, okay. Right. Don't ask me. Stu Herrera, thank you as always again. Yeah. This is KLOS 50 in reverse podcast. Next episode, I think it's Chris Carter and Breakfast with the Beatles. Oh, fantastic. Cool. All right. See you.